Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Our journey around Israel has brought us to the north of the country and here we are right on the lakeside of the Sea of Galilee on the northern shores. And uh, let's catch up with Colin and find out exactly where he is today. So here we are in the synagogue at Capernaum. Now Capernaum was the ministry center for Jesus. He uh, had been to Nazareth where in the synagogue he read from the prophet Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. But he was really rejected. It was too big a step for the people that he'd grown up among to suddenly see this man return from the river Jordan, totally different with this tremendous anointing of authority upon him. So he was rejected there. He said a prophet is without honor in his own country. And in Matthew's gospel we read, uh, leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light, on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And this is, of course, what Jesus came to do, to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God, of the rule and the reign of God. So his ministry was based in and around Capernaum uh, while he was up here in Galilee. And if we turn to Luke chapter 4, we see an event that happened here in the synagogue. Jesus, of course, being a good Jew, went to synagogue when he was here and went to the temple when he was in Jerusalem. And it was the custom that if a teacher was visiting, he would be asked to speak. So Jesus, we read in verse 31, went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. And this word authority is very, very important in the whole ministry of Jesus. He not only taught with authority, he acted with authority. So in verse 33 we read, In the synagogue there was a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, he cried out at the top of his voice, Ha, ah, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching? With authority and power he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. So although the synagogue in which Jesus was preaching uh, is not this building in which we are now placed, but it was on the site, the foundations of, of uh, the older temple uh, underneath this building where we are now. 
So this event took place where we are. And if you can imagine a normal synagogue service or a normal church service, and somebody starts manifesting a demonic presence like this. Of course, this has happened to me at various times in my ministry. Uh, in Italy, as among other places. And um, so some of you may even have been present when, uh, when you've seen things like this happen. Jesus has given all of us as disciples authority over all the power of the enemy. And Jesus didn't use formulas, he used authority. Formulas don't work with the devil, but authority does. And Jesus was the man of authority and wanted to create disciples who had this same authority. And you can imagine the impact upon people that were used to a nice, quiet synagogue service on the Sabbath, this sudden outburst, this man shouting and screaming and raging. Uh, but look what he said. Uh, he recognized who Jesus is. And that's one of the things that you see in the New Testament. The devil knows who Jesus is. Even though the world doesn't know, even though a lot of church people don't really recognize the full significance of who Jesus is. The devil does. And one of the things that Jesus did not only here, but on other occasions, was to tell the demons to be quiet. Why? Because he did not want demons revealing who he was. Uh, as he taught and unfolded the gospel of the kingdom, so it would become apparent as to who he was. You could see that what the devil was trying to do was to undermine this authority because people would think, ah, this man, this strange preacher saying all these, all, saying all these strange things is in league with the devil, with these demonic people. Uh, you, you see the subtle ways in which the enemy attacks the ministry of Jesus even after the temptations in the wilderness. Because it says there, the devil left him. But of course, the devil was always looking for opportunities to undermine his ministry, to kill him even. But here we see the authority of Jesus over those demonic powers. But the first thing he did was to shut them up. And actually, when you're setting people free, that's the first thing you need to do. Because they always want to make a noise and a commotion and upset everybody and get everybody concerned and even frightened. But there's nothing to be frightened of because the authority we have is so much greater than the authority of the enemy. So Jesus completely delivers and sets this man free. And it says the news about him spread throughout the sur surrounding area. You can imagine what it was like afterwards. People saying, do you know what happened in the synagogue service this morning? <laughs> I mean, it would have made a stir, wouldn't it? And so... Uh, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now, that uh, building that you can see over there is a church that has been, in the last few years, recently constructed by the Catholics over um, the ruins of Peter's house. How, how we can tell authentically it was or not, I don't know. 
but um, when I first came here, that building wasn't there. But our Catholic friends always like to build churches over any site that they think might be genuine. Uh, Peter, Peter's mother-in-law was ill, and Jesus demonstrates that he has nothing against, against mothers-in-law by healing her. <laughs> However, uh, you know, there's always, there's always a motive in everything that Jesus did. It says that she got up and served them. So <laughs> perhaps after the synagogue service, Jesus was getting a bit peckish. And so he said, right, we'll heal her and then we'll get some dinner. So <laughs> they, uh, she served them. And then when the sun was setting later in this same day, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ. You see, he would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ and he was not going to have the revelation of who he was uh, made through demonic powers. Had to come by the revelation of the Holy Spirit operating through him personally and then through his disciples. So we can imagine all around this area Everybody in Capernaum and from the surrounding districts all coming because of the event that took place in the synagogue. And we can imagine what that, that uh, healing meeting was like. Everybody was bringing their sick. Jesus was actually laying hands. It doesn't say that he always did that, but on this occasion he laid hands on them and they were all healed. Amazing, isn't it? And you would think that um, this would be the occasion for him to really motor on from there in his ministry. I mean, what a wonderful platform uh, on which to build your ministry. Everybody's got healed. I mean, the whole place must have been in a spiritual ferment. But the scripture says very early the next morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went off to a, so a lonely place and there he prayed. He needed always the Father's instructions for what was he was to do next. He never did anything independently of his Father. And so the disciples came looking for him, and when they found him, they said, all the people there are waiting. You can imagine, you know, they, they must have gathered the following morning. They wanted more of what they'd had the night before. Uh, even today, anybody that's got a sniff of a healing ministry will get a crowd. It's amazing how healing just attracts people. Uh, but Jesus said, no, that's not the strategy, that's not the plan. Now we're going to go to all the villages in the Galilee, in the whole area. That's why the Father sent me, not just to talk to people in one town. I'm going everywhere. I'm taking the gospel of the kingdom, the life and the power of the kingdom of God in the way that the Father has sent me. So Jesus left, if you like, all the acclaim that was here and just started going from village to village taking the good news. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.